so much of the pie that I can eat until I'm full. So if I don't share the rest of the pie, the pie goes bad. As as minorities and people who who've been oppressed, you see the pie. You're like it's right there. Y'all are full. You can't eat anymore. We don't we don't even want all the pie. We just want to eat till we're full so we can be the, have the same feeling that you have. And and that's what right, this, this, the, the ignorance of racism is, is the pie is going to go bad. America's going to go bad unless you allow everybody to eat. And and it's no longer allowing it's we're here. We're going to get a piece of the pie. So you can either share it or we're going to take it. Someone has a question. They said, "If we're, are we both believers? Yes, we both yeah. are believers in Christ. Yeah. That if you're mm -hmm. both believers as a Christian, should we respond differently from the world? Who is that? Who asked that question? Thomas Boykin? Who asked this question? Uh, Thomas Boykin? Yeah, that's, that's my dude, Thomas Boykin. Um, Why did you ask that? Who asked? Because cause we, me and Thomas uh, on, on Instagram, in our, in our messages, we have different philosophies oh. about responses. Um, and I, I don't say, and I will predicate that with, because he's like, you can't meet violence with violence. And I said the, the protests who, who were protesting weren't the people who were doing the violence. Those were people. And that's what I like about right. this time is that people have cameras on their phones and people right. are showing that what they've been doing is infiltrating our protests and changing right. the message and making it, well, they're just violence. They're just, they're, they're meeting hate with hate. But right. it's not. It's not us that's doing it. It's inside, agi outside agitators who are coming in and destroying the moment. And so, they've been doing that since the. Since they've been doing the, that since, since the, the since the um, the uh, godly, the Black Panthers. That's yeah. how they dismantled the Black Panthers. Yeah, and they, and in Oakland, they did. They've been doing it blatantly ever since Oscar Grant's first. Right. Uh, no, I'm saying they've been doing it since yes. the Panthers in Oakland. Yes. It never changed mm -hmm. in Oakland. They said this right. moment was no different. It's just like you said. Now that they have video, now you, you can, can see. see that is not the protesters yes. that were protesting. Countless people were reporting right. that it was not the people that were protesting yeah. that came back and did the violence. Yeah, and 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 you can, I, uh, like I was talking to my friend Sophie last night. We we pray for change, but then you have to you have to do actions to in, to make that change happen. And protesting and making your voice heard is what Moses went to uh, went to went to Pharaoh. And said, let my people go. He said, I ain't let your people go at all. So then God said, All right, we're gonna put a couple of uh, we're gonna put a few a few uh uh uh, uh plagues on him. And every time uh Moses went back, he said, I said, let me, I, all, I, all I want you to do is let my people go. And he's like, nah, so God put another plague on him, and then the people left. So is it as Christians, is I we you can't sit back and be like, like, well, God's gonna take care of it. God works through you. Right. God, a little piece of Jesus is in you. It's called your common sense. So if you see wrong and you sit back there and be like, I'm going to pray on it, then you're not doing what God has you here to do, in my opinion. Right. Well, he's saying something even totally different because he's saying burning down precincts, though. That's not what we're saying. That's not what we did that. We didn't that do we're that. We're condoning the violence yeah. that they're supposed to uproot. We're saying you're supposed to let your voice be heard. There's supposed to be an action. You need yeah. to be, if you're in a boardroom or if you're sitting on a commission, you need to be making policies that are enforcing equity. We're yeah. saying you can't be just sitting there letting everything be status quo with the status quo. We're right. not saying burn yeah. down literally. We're saying no. tear it down figuratively. It should be, but there should yeah. be an upheaval. Like it's not going to be silent. People can't yeah. be silent and make a change. 
and and two, like people always be like, well, people tear up their own and people get mad. When when you have as, as a person, when you have a tantrum, and this is this is what uh uh a pro not a protest, but the 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 out outpouring of emotion that comes with it, and and you start to lash out on stuff. It's called a tantrum. It's called a temp when in person, when you have a temper tantrum at your house. You break your own stuff. You don't go down to the corner and right. break somebody else's stuff. You tear up your stuff. It's not right. It's not, it doesn't make sense, but it is the emotion and the frustration of that moment that you do that. Now, like I said, this is different because outside agitators are tearing it up and making it look like it's us. But the people who become involved in it, who are frustrated that look like us, your your significant others acting like you'd be like, why were you so mad? And then you talk about it after and you clean it up and move forward. We've never cleaned it up and moved forward as a nation. We just be like, oh, they tearing up their own. Let's go buy it up. Well, what I appreciate about this movement is that we were able to keep the conversation going. Enough yes. people direct this to about right. the rioters. Right. No, you're not going to redirect this about looting. No, that mm -hmm. we're, first of all, let's say why we're here. Like looting right. and rioting came after we saw a man murdered by right. the police, someone who's supposed to protect Again. us. Handcuffed with his face down with a knee on his neck. Let's get For back eight to that minutes and 46 seconds. It, 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 eight minutes and 46 seconds. That's that is that is premeditated and he had his murder. Hands in his pocket and he kept and looking at out. you. Yeah. And I heard other footage is that they walked the man around town, they put him in the store, they took him around. No, no, they didn't, they didn't walk him around town. They didn't walk around town because it all happened in. in no, they front walked of the store. Him into the store. There are different angles. Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah. They walked him to the store. They yeah, him, took him into the store. Because they, they took him they to the store. He was already handcuffed. handcuffed. Yeah, then they, they beat him in the, the back of that police car. Then they yep. pulled him out the car, face mm -hmm. down, with his neck on his head. Yeah. My point to say is that this has nothing to do with riots and looting. Looting. That's yeah. not even why they're here. We're here for mm -hmm. a deeper conversation, and that's why I'm glad. The videos were there, multi-videos. Right. They could right. tell the story and also show how other people were looting and trying to change the conversation right. and disrupt everything. And we're still here. And I'm glad right. they're, they're out there every day marching and standing yeah. and saying, until things change, this is going to be how we participate. My yeah. prayer is that COVID is not going back to people part. out there protesting. Because, that, yeah, because it that's that's the other part that makes me concerned about this when i was out it was over a thousand people people are coming out in thousands and the testing hasn't caught up to to the actual right. uh, uh population so that's the part that i'm praying for is that we get this change but that protest dismantled right 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 so that's that's the scary part because that's what i look at and i see all the numbers and i'm like yeah and and brothers are shaking hands and giving hugs and all that which we do as a people because we're social people. And when you come in a moment like this, you need to lean on somebody. But go home and wash your hands. Right. I did. It happy that we divinely standing with me as I spoke. But what I mean, there was a lot of us up there. I'm like, we need yeah. to be distance apart because I'm like, we still need to be here after this moment is over. And, right. And we still have guidelines that we have to adhere to yeah. COVID-19. And, yeah. and that's why I'm just praying that people will be okay and that we right. can, you know, wear our Mid masks, wear our gloves. Yes. Yeah, still time. still get the word out. Still get about, hold on, Miss Main Attraction said, what do y'all think about people mad at the girl who videotaped George George's boy's murder? Wow. Uh, that's ridiculous, but that goes back to what Shonda said about people trying to change the focus of what happened. Like, what they do when, because when 
when the police kill a, a person of color, a black person, I say black people, person of color, I don't, a black people, when they kill black people, there's only one side of the story that can be told after that. So then if, if something is videotaped, then you have to tear down the, the person who videotaped it. Even, you know, why was she out there? She's 17. Why was she in the middle of the street? Why didn't she do anything? Because she's 17. She did more than most grown folks did because she videotaped the whole thing and it was able to be have it shown. So for us to allow her to get death threats, for us to not come around her as her community in Minnesota and around the world and be like, y'all say something to her, you saying something to us, is is where I think we need to step up as a people. There's no reason that 17-year-old should be getting death threats. And if she getting death threats, be like the Panthers used to do. We're gonna show up at your house. And if they, if they bold enough to show up, <laughs> they're not gonna leave here without remembering that they came here for the wrong reason. Like, right. like uh, Professor Klump's uh, grandmama said, you'll walk over, but you'll limp back. So like, yeah, they always do that because they're trying to distract from the fact that they murdered a man. Right. They murdered that man. So you want to make everything around him look bad, like trying to say, you know, he had a record. He had he had uh, uh, meth or, or he had uh, drugs in his, in his system. He had they even put the he had the COVID-19. I heard that. <laughs> Tested positive for the coronavirus. That's great. He could have gone to the hospital and gotten gotten corona uh, been on ventilators if the coronavirus is what killed him. But we both know it didn't. They but tried they, to say he had a heart attack. They tried to figure it out because they were going called. They were called to a scene. So they no. They 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 served a no a no knock search warrant to the wrong address. So they were wrong from jump. But they, they didn't know they were at the wrong address. So they didn't know, that's, but that's and, that's and the other per the person who they were doing the search warrant on had already been arrested. The the person they were looking for had already been arrested four hours earlier. Oh, so, the same day. The same day. So they they they've yet to identify, as far as I know, who the officers were, and publicly, because I don't know if I know the names of them. They haven't brought any charges, but they this is this is this is one of the ones like that second one that which is the Breonna Taylor one. That That's they're kind of trying. Yeah, no, I'm saying in terms of the three, like uh, Ahmaud Arbery, right. publicity. This one, they're trying to let it slide under the radar because of the George Floyd situation. But that one is even more, is just as egregious. Nobody is even more. It's just as egregious. They shot through that home. lady door. Sleep. She's at home. Just my, Sleep. They have nothing to do with anything. Yeah. And, and you shoot her in her bed eight times. And you try to uh, charge her boyfriend who thinks somebody's breaking into his house because he's asleep too, who shoots back. And they tried to charge him with attempted murder and they quietly dropped those charges because they knew they were wrong from jump. First of all, how do you, I don't, no, no knock search warrants means you want a confrontation. You want to catch somebody by surprise. So, you you know, can, so this, this goes to the lady who called watcher. See, <laughs> someone called the police yeah. on my son and his friends because they were locked out the house and they hopped over. So a neighbor, who, who didn't even, uh, not even a neighbor, somebody leaving the neighborhood from a neighbor's house mm -hmm. called him. Because I was upset because I'm like, everybody here knows him, has known him his whole yeah. life. So who would have called the police? So yeah. the guy whose friend it was uh, said, oh, he was leaving and saw them. Because I'm like, why wouldn't you have asked him for help? Why but wouldn't you stop and be like, I'm yeah. getting to. The officers came. 
they told, they said, ma'am, he, they were so well behaved. They were such good young men. But what he said that was important that the call that he received was breaking and entering. So, entering. so mm -hmm. he had the right to come in with guns drawn, ready to shoot and kill because yeah. the call was breaking and entering. Just like that woman that called that guy. If the police had come, that could have been George Floyd before George Floyd with the bird watcher right. just because of the way and she lied and this person yeah. lied they didn't even yeah. check to see what they were calling about there's like three black boys breaking into a house the woman yeah she the woman who called she abused by a black man straight up lying yeah. once again we finally get it on videotape so you see her lie yeah. the woman who called on me at UCLA in your car it was noon broad daylight <laughs> in the middle of campus they, she said, baby, I thought they were going to kill you because they and had their today, guns drawn. You might not have been here. Yes. Because exactly. they, they got guns drawn to your head, face down on the ground, seven cops. They got a if car. If I would have sneezed. A car, and yeah. they don't even check to see if you're a UCLA student. Exactly. They don't check to see anything. And they, they have guns drawn to your head. Immediately. Their first response is to pull guns on a black boy. And the woman the at the bus response. driver stayed there. Just She didn't yeah. leave because she yeah. wanted to make sure that they didn't kill you. Mm -hmm. So she was like an angel for you. Yeah. She didn't leave because they would have killed you. And what would the story have been? It would have been, would he was still in the car. Well, we couldn't even mm -hmm. bring you back from what they yeah. would have said. Yeah. And, and there was and no video. It, her eye. There, was no, there was no video. And if that would have been a different time of day, because that lady stayed. And also, uh, my boy Chris Spencer was across the street. Uh, he stayed. And it was at least 50 people who were witnesses. But if I would have sneezed, they would have been like, well, he, he went for his gun. Because that's what they said the second time when UCPD beat me up. He reached for my gun. That's why I choked him out. Right. So you, and, you and, they and always change the narrative. talk about that for you. Since, see, that's where the, and that's what's the crazy part about this, the talk that everybody talked about. Mm -hmm. you, we, our parents never had to talk with you because they fought for right. Life is okay. People are thriving. Yep thing is good now mm -hmm. so then you're in a car a nice car our parents bought yeah. us nice cars in college because they could afford mm -hmm. to we were doing what we we're supposed to do so you're yeah. in a nice car that's your right to be in that your sister right. gave you the keys to you got the key <laughs> right. to the car you're a yeah. student at ucla mm -hmm. just like all your other peers you're a student at ucla you are in the car driving to class yeah. on campus yeah and they they look at you as not who you are, as a black person in a nice car. You're not supposed mm -hmm. to be here. You're all campus. Forget you could be a student. Forget right. you could be your car. Forget you could, you know, buy and sell to people at the police or any right. of that. Right. And then, so then we didn't have to talk. And I remember being so upset after that moment saying, why do you, why do we have to have that talk? Yeah, why but here's the that? crazy like, part. My parents are yeah. educated. We're educated. Why do we still have to have that talk? And I end up but, having to have that talk with Austin yeah. because of what happened to you. Right. One, I never had problems with the police in Oakland. Uh, my un Uncle Felton was a police officer in Berkeley. You knew them. So you, I knew the police, police officers. Yeah, the police chief was our neighbor. So we knew police. So it was never that issue. It was so foreign to me. When I came to UCLA and those UCPD, when they did that, that was that was that was the second time. But it was it was think they would pull me over in my car every time in Westwood, coming from class, going back to my apartment. I would get harassed by the police on the regular. On my when I had a scooter before I even had a car, the police followed me and my boy Manny around uh, campus as I'm driving him to his car, and made him get off and walk and made, made me, gave me a ticket because I didn't have a, a scooter license. But 
other people driving around scooters with two and three two two folks on it nobody gets harassed so you see ucpd lapd and cover city pd were the people who have harassed me as a black person just for the color of my skin when i got to ucpd it was, it was you're black and you don't belong here and you don't belong in that and that's what it always was like and then, even and when the, the other piece of that kente is that the cop that that pulled you over with the guns and her was harassing you on campus mm -hmm. have, just like the cop that george floyd that murdered george floyd oh, yeah. had a no, no. history the the so one who the, yeah the, the cop the, yeah the cop who the cop who beat me up was the one who had a history uh and he had he had been he had the reason why he was at UCPD because he didn't make it LAPD because LAPD said he had anger issues. He and part of the part of the settlement after he beat me up and we sued the school was he was supposed to be fired. He was fired, but six months later UCLA rehired him quietly, uh, going against what the settlement papers were. So when I was still on campus, I didn't know that this man was still there. So. Every time something happened, he's he's shot a homeless man in the library. He tased the Indian kid seven times in the library. Just be and and this is a black cop who, like Ice Cube said, black police showing out for the white cop. Because when he beat me up, he was the only black officer there. And just like I, George Ford, yeah, a black yeah, officer there. Yeah, yeah. So he he was the only one there. The other white cops were standing around letting the party disperse. He got, he decides to take it upon himself to move us black kids out of the street in front of frat row. And but you know what? Because it's institutional racism. Yes. That's what people don't understand. It's it's not about the race of the color of someone's skin. Right. It's institutional. And that's why right. the system has to be disrupted exactly. and changed because it's in the system. I mean, they had yeah. black people in the slave days telling on black okay. people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's Samuel Jackson. Right. Who that nigga they on that mag? Land, right. Yeah. They want to be mm -hmm. the best and favorite. They want to be seen before their peers as right. that they're the tough cop or yeah. the tough person. They, they don't, they they don't take nothing from their own people. people. Yeah, they don't take nothing from their own people. Right. He's one of us. You can't let somebody someone hadn't told me how to pull down when somebody's choking me, I probably wouldn't have made it. Right. Because he had a baton on my neck and it would have crushed my trachea and I'd have died. The only thing he saved me is Uncle Felton giving me a talk about a choco because he was a cop and he was excited. And I was like, I ain't never gonna need that till I needed it. Right. But, but, but like Uncle Felton, Felton Frost, bless mm -hmm. his soul, we love Uncle Felton and Berkeley. Uh, and then Kelvin, who's a police with Berkeley, yeah. and then uh, Reggie Lyles, but then yeah. uh but then uh Ursi Joyner, boy, that was right. that, that would be my go-to guy. But he just retired yeah. last year after being on the police force oh, did like, he retire? like 30 years or something. Yeah. But he, but it's like when you have police people, like the chief was our neighbor. He lived in our mm -hmm. neighborhood. When you have people who live in the community, Berkeley right. used to have a policy. You had to live in Berkeley in order to be on the police force. You know, Oakland yeah. used to have that too. And then it got so expensive that they allowed right. people to live outside. But when you have community people who live in the community, know you grew up here, mm -hmm. they know people, they go police the neighborhood differently. differently. They're like one of yes. make people safe. Right. They're not trying to do things, you know. Yeah. To because it, it, if, if you don't live there, then you see it as like one of the, one of the yeah. uh, uh, attorney generals, uh, when they were, Trump was talking and he said the battleground. So you see it as you're going to, I'm going to, to work and I'm going, it's almost like you're going to a jail. So you gotta police the inmates, but you get to leave, but you gotta make sure they stay in their place while you're there. So that's what they see it as. Like you said, if they don't live in that neighborhood of the cops who work in Minnesota, 
don't even live in the city. See, in that part. So, so you see it differently. So you can you can you can stand on somebody's kneel on somebody's neck for eight minutes and forty six seconds if you see them as them, right. but you don't see them as us. Like, oh, right. that's my that's my that's my fellow uh, neighbor. That's my neighbor. Yeah, he would. I let's, let's that I got I got to go home and see his wife and his kids tomorrow. Right. Let's be I'll a little different. In church. It's like exactly. the store guy said he's not gonna call the police again. He's gonna find yeah. out other solutions. Because he's like, it's almost like they probably knew each other. They probably mm -hmm. knew family. They were like, I didn't mean to call him for you to right. guys to take him out of a twenty dollar counterfeit big deal bill. That you I don't mean, even know yet is counterfeit. They never once came out and said that bill was really counterfeit. And you don't they, know if he even knew it was counterfeit. How you get twenties out to ATM. You don't know who's those are. You, and if somebody gave you the money, you don't know. Right. Somebody gave you a hundred dollars in twenties or a hundred dollar bill, you don't know if it's counterfeit or not. I mean, right. so so you can't, you know, that's not justifiable by yeah. any means for the for him to lose his life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that his daughter said, I mean, just the mindset uh, of that child to say, yeah. My dad has changed the world. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. In her moment of the the worst thing that could right, happen yeah. to a child in her life to lose your protector, to lose your right. dad, to something so violent. Yeah. I have people I've known that dads were dads were killed by the Klan, killed by white mm -hmm. men violently, and that's been in their mind for their entire yeah. life. For her it to have crazy. that moment and see that no, my dad changed the world. His right. death changed the world. It brought worlds together. It's like yeah. so powerful on how she will develop and grow as a woman. Yeah, and and I, I love that Stephen Jackson is already embracing her, and uh, Floyd Mayweather and all these people are coming in financially but Brianna Taylor's people and everybody else who's who's lost loved ones to to senseless violence right. police brutality uh or vigilantes um we gotta we got it takes a village like I don't, right. I don't that whole don't take none of my child no that 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 never flew with me <laughs> like if your child doing right and wrong just as much as I can praise your child I should be able to tell your child that ain't right don't do that you're gonna get in trouble that's me. I'm all yeah. fine with that, especially people that yeah. come from love. Yeah, because you're not coming from your child ain't this and your child ain't that. You're saying you're going to get in trouble, baby. Don't do that. You're not right. supposed to be stealing. You know better than that. But right. the parents would be like, don't take nothing to my child. It's a village. We're we going back to the village, whether y'all like it or not. And that's what this moment it showed is the world is, is a village and it takes a village for us to get right. So this is What Sibling Rivalry podcast on Spotify, yeah. Apple Podcasts. go follow. You see it at the bottom. Y'all go follow. My right I'm sorry. No, I'm still going. I was trying to get it for the tape. But I see oh. you just want to chime in. My bad. Take two. That, that makes the editing a little harder. When you take two. At the same time when I'm talking. Okay. Take two. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, thanks for joining us. <laughs> I'll do it later. I'll do it offline. Larry. Uh, when I don't have yes. a little brother. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was fully scripted. I didn't know you wrote that down. I thought you yeah, freestyling right there. Yeah, I was trying to just say it, and <laughs> right. I didn't any like comments. I'm like, I'm here. My bad. My bad. Come I thought, in. Thought it was Give two. Me something else. <laughs> yeah. Fighting with my words. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> brother, it's good to talk to you. I'm glad. Yeah. Thank God that um, you're here to still tell about that moment, talk about yeah. that moment, and heal and help other people understand what's happening to our community and how it is impacting us and how this time is a time that for our for our children's generation it will change so that yeah. their children and grandchildren and so on will not be experiencing this and this is all of our commitment and all of right. our prayers and yeah. so that's what this moment is going to be and going to happen exactly exactly so 
I, I appreciate you, sister. Uh, glad we had this time to talk about it. Uh, a lot of us do suffer from PTSD with the police office, with the police department, uh, because of what we went went through. But I like I'll always say too is even as black men, we got to talk. We got to be able to talk about stuff that we dealt with. And I know we got a lot that we try to carry and keep it quiet because black men don't cry. But you got to get some of that shit off so that we can survive for the next generation so that we can be great and so we can be grandparents and be like yeah i remember when uh they did that to their brother in minnesota and look how far we've come since then right. and i my whole dream is for my grandkids to be like well, daddy that, granddad that sounds so crazy that that happened i can't i, I can't see that happening now and I'll be right. like, exactly exactly because oh. we still know what our we i endured what my grandfather endured and that generate that I don't want that for my grandkids. Is that you endure? You should, oh, that's so crazy. They did what to you? Why would they do that? Exactly. Don't happen like that no more. Right. So let's let well, this moment be that moment. Well, it's a wrap for what sibling robbery podcast today. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> love you, sister. Like we always say, yeah, we're here, and this movement is all about love because yeah. love changes everything. And at the end of the day, God says love is the most powerful thing that we are blessed with yeah all right love see you love. later brother all right thank see you, you guys for joining us we go. We go.